Yo, 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 yo. How's that microphone test? One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two with it. More like one, three, one, two. Nah, I mean. Let's see here. Yeah, let's Yeah, let's see. I'm making the playlist right now, bro. I'm late. I was gone for a tad on the way back, dummy. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> what, me or something else? No, it's stupid. My internet has just been like dummy, which actually I should get Wi Fi. Yeah, fuck that Wi Fi. I don't know what's going on. Can't trust it. Let me make sure it's plugged in because I kind of need it to go on Spotify and shit. This shit is so fire, by the way. Trent's not here, but this shit is so fire. New mic on the way. In May or June or some shit. It's kind of far away, but we got a mic album coming. Bro, you starting to feel old yet? Uh, you starting in to what feel, ways? You starting to feel washed? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went, last night, Sarah Sarah got some roller skates, so she's learning how to roller skate. Swag. I know, like just swag. But we like <laughs> went to a little school last night, so she could practice. And I brought a basketball. Uh huh. Bro, yeah, I, I saw I'm like it. putting up shots, and I'm like. Airball. I'm like, I, I'm, yeah. The first like 20 shots, I, I was airing them, and then after like 15 minutes, I was like huffing. Like I was like, bro, I'm out of shape, bro. <laughs> Yo, bro. I'll tell you what. I actually went. I so two weeks ago. No, 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 no. We haven't we haven't podcasted in a minute. A few weeks ago, I went to go uh, to my old coach Leland. Remember, I said I was gonna go pick up a sweatsuit from him. Yeah. Okay, so I did that. Sweatsuit swag. I'll, probably, I'll wear it next episode or something. I didn't <laughs> rock it today, but I'm rocking the Triller t-shirt today. But, um, sorry, not Triller. Thriller. That's right. Michael Jackson. Um, Triller. Triller. Triller, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bro, Gen Z in up here. I like. know. I know. Straight zooming. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I went over there, and I found out that they actually do workouts like Saturday, Sunday uh on the weekly like at that same at his house just in his garage and i've seen videos before so i was like fuck it i'll i'll go yeah i'll I'll roll up and i knew <laughs> i knew it was gonna be a problem because like i've been meaning to like really get back on my workout grind but that mm-hmm. hasn't started yet so i was like you know what it's probably gonna be terrible 
but I'm going to just go. Because I know what these workouts used to be like when I was a kid. And they used to make me throw up. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm preparing for the worst. I show up there, man. He's got this fucking, like, this plate that sits on the ground that just vibrates, like, at 60 miles an hour. And oh, he's fuck. like, all right, bro, 300 squats on that. I said. <laughs> <laughs> he's at 300? 300. Is dude is like look like he's got all this like torture equipment, but <laughs> so, so, so I was the first one to get there and I got there and so I started on that. It wasn't like too bad, but yeah, it definitely I mean it shakes the shit out of you while you just like are doing these squats. Yeah. So um there was that. Man, and then he had me doing some other squats and then he had me on the leg press and then he had me doing man. And, it, and mind you, most of the people I'm working out with are, like, middle school, high school, like, maybe a couple <laughs> college kids. <laughs> and uh, I'm just not hanging. I'm just not even hanging. But, you know, toughed it out, got the workout in. My legs are still sore, bro. It's been one whole week. My legs are still sore from that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back. And I did throw up. I threw up. A word. I was there probably like 20, 30 minutes threw up. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm feeling washed, but. Yeah, you know. You know the vibe. Yeah, I was like thinking. I was listening to. I was listening to the Sir cover of Footsteps in the Dark. Which and is so good. And then to. Yeah, so good. And then we want to listen to Today Was a Good Day, naturally. <laughs> And then that was like an hour before I went and put some shots up. And I was like, bro, give me on the court and I'm not trouble right now. I'm <laughs> at all. I, I'm not giving I'm nobody like, problems. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's scared of me right now. I'm like <laughs> the least of everyone's concerns. <laughs> uh, that was pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. I feel that way too. I, I do as well. Cause I kind of <laughs> went out, you know, I got that hoop out in the front uh, right. of my house. And just randomly, I went and grabbed the ball, went out there and shot a couple shots. And I, almost similar experience to you, except that, like, my first few shots were, like, kind of money. I was like, dang, I ain't picked up oh, a basketball word. in a minute. And, I, you know, I'm like, I'm swishing them, so I'm like, cool. But then I, then I get to, like, jogging around for the ball. And picking it up, you know, and then, and then, and then, and then I just got nothing for the next like 10 just, minutes. Just depleted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bricks, air balls, you know, like <laughs> maybe a swish here and there, but man, it's the uh, worst part about the court we were playing on too is it's like a, it's like an undercover court uh -huh. and the hoops are like attached by these metal rods that are connected. So if you brick one, the oh. whole fucking thing's you, like shaking. You hear that shit. It's All like, over. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, bro, it was like, I was sad, like looking around at these little people every time I just like fucking <laughs> just shake, vibrate the, the whole fucking yeah. park. Yeah. You're just sending yeah. beams at the rim. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that that's that's too much, bro. It was tough. Yeah, man, I'm feeling washed these days, but. I feel like in part it's been it's been because I just spent the entire year, like last year out like inside, like you should have been. I yeah, mean, that's that's good. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, staying in my lane, absolutely. 
Which right. you know, you know me. I I was down for this stay at home shit, lockdown, don't go outside. I was like, like uh, yeah, I'm like, this is light. I was kind of in my, I was kind of in my element. In my bag. Like, three months, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first, like, the, tight, yeah, bro. the first <laughs> several months, it was like, yo, I'm cooking, and yeah. then, and and then, and, and now, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not even ready to like go back to doing normal shit. Dude, I was a. Uh, even something as simple as after work on Thursday, me and like three or four of my coworkers ordered a pizza and just like kind of hung out on the, we have like a little courtyard now. Yeah. And even that, I was like, I see you guys every day, but I don't know how to talk to anybody outside of like a work situation. Like it's just a social mm-hmm. conversation. I don't have nothing mm-hmm. to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, what? It was awkward as fuck. I mean, I'll shout out my... I love my coworkers. They're great, but it was awkward. Yeah, yeah. Even with people you like, know and fuck with, it it, it could be kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Shit. Even even we went to go eat lunch one time, and it was like, we were like right. damn. All we could talk about is like, damn, there's a lot of people around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a major super spreader event. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch at the asylum is gonna be the fourth wave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro. What, we on four waves now. I don't even know, bro. Uh, yeah, I can't keep track. I can't keep track of these waves. It's like a tsunami. Let's get started. So we have time to talk about these excellent albums, these intriguing projects. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to talk about both of these. But first. You know what I'm saying? If you follow me on the gram, you'd have known by now that I was working on a big baby scumbag starter pack. Baby. So we coming in with Twitter fleet, big baby scumbag. And yeah, that's what I spent part of my day doing. Uh, I think it must have been yesterday or the day before. I thought <clears throat> what really spurred it was I listened to this song probably like five times in a row. <laughs> and I remember liking it when I heard it. But this thing, is just it just knocks my block off every time. So I had been going back and listening to FlexedUpShawty.com and this track is Bobby Hill. And... Uh, yeah, I knew I had to start. I knew I had to make a big baby scumbag starter pack playlist that started with this song. So we're gonna take you through a quick tour, real quick, just so you know this. This shit is on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's already done. It's up there and it's stuck there. Okay, but you know, I just try to throw in the big baby hits. I know it is. It is. It's, it's stuck, bro. <laughs> I try to mix it with some big baby hits. Some big baby deep cuts. I try to hit them with the with the heavy shit, with the funny shit, with the swag shit, all of the above. You know, whatever big baby, you know, got in the arsenal. I think I got it in this playlist. Loki might not have every one of your favorite big baby scumbag songs. Okay, this is this is my favorite big baby scumbag songs, but I guarantee you we hitting on every department of the boy. So. This right here is Black Joe Dirt. This is this is one of the more popular Big Baby Scumbag songs. Um, <clears throat> one that I absolutely couldn't miss was Crank That Yu-Gi-Oh. 
I'm about to say that's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> crank that Yu-Gi-Oh is is so dope. He's like, I'll be in a trap with a trap card. I'll be in a trap <laughs> with a trap card. Uh, hey, I also should mention that this playlist is Big Baby approved. I did send him the DM and say, "Yo, Big Baby, like, I'm making a starter back starter pack playlist. I just want to make sure you don't think I'm missing nothing in here." And he was like, "No, nah, this is good. I love this." He used the word <laughs> "love," so I'm a, I just okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna touch it again. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So we got, cr- yeah, we got crank that Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, this is a jam too. Put the pussy on my tongue, cause it feel good. I like that he's got these random like EDM tracks. <laughs> in in going back and re-listening the songs too for the playlist, I kind of reminded myself how cool uh, the juvenile hell tape is primarily for it's two singles pinhead and, and metal gear solid which are like a couple of his more popular songs right now but lex luger beats bro mm-hmm. like who's in the game with some lex luger beats in 2021 i'll tell you what big baby scumbag he dropped uh he did drop um Hustle Mania last week. That's right. That was another thing that kind of prompted this. Was uh, either last week or the week before he dropped the Hustle Mania mixtape. And um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to review that in like a bonus episode. I think, I think I'm going to do a bonus episode after this. Uh, talk about the Conway. Because we're not going to talk about the Conway today. Because I haven't listened to it. I don't know if you have. I did. It's pretty good. I mean, I expected it to be dope. Um. Yeah, I expected it to be dope, but I don't know. I just got my mindset on. I love McConan and fucking uh, what's the other shit we gonna talk about? Slime language. Slime language, right? Yeah. And slimy. Slimy. Slash. Slatty. Slash. 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 Slatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, bro. My bad. Um. Yeah. So there's a lot of really good songs on here, man. Uh, Nicole Richie with Lil B. Um, was a must add in here. Uh, shout out to Hadley, rap music reviews, uh, obligatory gang. He, he was telling me about Tony John's freestyle, which I hadn't heard, but that's pretty fire because he's all left wrist Tony, right wrist Tony, left wrist <laughs> Tony, right wrist Tony. Uh, Robocop, one of the first Big Baby Scumbag songs I, I probably ever heard um hurry up and buy got a little storytelling in that shit i enjoy that quite a bit uh in the new hustle mania mixtape i'm I'm still sifting through the songs i really like but i know that uh flex like aj was dope uh i didn't add this but uh crank that big baby wait i think yeah 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 i think uh is cool it's not on the playlist but i also had to add this interlude that's uh It was the interludes, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin telling Donald Trump how he was going to put the smack down on him <laughs> and whip his ass if he if he ruffled his feathers. So we got shit like that. Twitter fleet, of course. Tom Brady freestyle. Six rings like I'm Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. So it's Big Baby Scumbag Appreciation Hour here over here at the New Music Monday podcast. By the way, welcome to the New Music Monday podcast. I am your host, your man, Chicken Nugget Man, Chicken Nugget God. 
uh, 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 he upgraded. Yeah, yeah. I think I've ascended at this point. I think I've had enough hundred point chicken nugget uh, point plays. You know, if if you're not right. from here, when the Blazers score hundred points, we get free six piece chicken nuggets um, <clears throat> at Mickey D's. So I think I've had enough of those to this point where I think I've elevated the chicken nugget yeah. god. Um, yeah. So, uh, MF Dev, I haven't been using that that nickname enough lately, but I oh, like yeah. that one, uh, MF Dev. So, it's your boy in here, Devon Marcel Whitaker, Dev Demolino, um, your friendly neighborhood music plug, and and you got another one of your favorite music neighborhood plugs over here, Young Loud Packs, uh, Mister Eight One Seven. What's up, bro? How you how how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm just chilling. Yeah. Me too. Me too. We've had a couple weeks off, so I'm I'm feeling pretty refreshed. Actually, it's it's nice to come on the pod and be ready to pod, to want to pod. Uh, not that I don't love and want to come to the New Music Monday podcast, but sometimes it's, I don't know. It's kind of hard to just sit down and, and 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 you know be doing these episodes. So we took a couple weeks off, <clears throat> but we back because we got some good music to talk about. And, um, yeah, you know what it is when you come here. We talk in music. We're usually doing album reviews or album recommendations. But we are album listeners. We do like to, uh, we do like to focus on projects, albums, mixtapes, EPs, and whatnot. And, and, and um, you know, suggest those unto y'all guys. So we appreciate you listening to us every week. Uh, we appreciate everybody from all the places that be tuning in um on a week-to-week basis shout out to everybody that is is already listening to the pod by the time i wake up um or by the time like i already like got up and went to work um shout out to y'all but beyond that again big baby uh, scumbag starter pack playlist apple spotify you probably just got to look up big baby scumbag starter pack maybe if i'm lucky when you look up big baby scumbag the, the playlist just comes up in the playlist section. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and look that up. If you can't find it, you know, DM me. I'll hit you with a link. Uh, DM Big Baby. He got the link, bro. Maybe, maybe he sent it to you. Um, so, yeah. Before we do get into some music real quick, this is probably going to take us a minute. So I will try to expedite this as quick as possible because you all know how we feel about this type of thing typically. But there was a... There was a a police shooting, a police shooting a civilian and and killing them in Portland, like in inner city Portland, southeast Portland, like not far from where I I be uh, in Lentz Park, you know, in in near a a park, a public park is where all this went down. Um, As of recording this, right, we do Saturdays. So this would have been on Friday, right? This was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's just um, something I felt like bringing up to y'all. One, because it's it's here and it happened. But um, two, you know, it just kind of it it just stings in concert with you know some other police shootings that have happened like really in the last week, um, in the last several. Well, actually, I'm sorry. <clears throat> stories surrounding these shootings that either came out in the past week. Cause I know Adam Toledo rest in peace. That situation was something that happened earlier in March. And now we have, now we, now we have 
fucking 4K video of what happened. And now, and now, you know, there's a huge social social justice issue surrounding it. On top of the fact that we just had a police shooting that was extremely controversial that took place near mini Minneapolis or Minnesota. Uh, or in Minnesota, um, and obviously we're dealing all this around the time of the trial for the police officer that kneeled on George Floyd's neck for however long, um, which also took place in Minnesota. So, um, you know, we've had this conversation a few times before, and y'all know how we, we, we usually get down about this sort of thing, um, but the circumstances that were revolving around the shooting that happened here in Portland, um, while I'm not extremely, extremely familiar with the ins and outs of them, and I don't think that we know every detail at the moment, um, basically someone, a person, was experiencing a, a, a mental health crisis uh, or a mental health episode in and near the park. Like, So it, w- it was definitely causing a scene. Um, and this person had just been kind of moving around that area had been like taking off their shirt. Not that that's really a crime or anything, but you know, just like, okay. uh, You know, obviously uh, causing attention to what was going on. Like there's, you know, uh, eyewitness accounts of what was kind of taking place before the police had showed up and arrived. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty quickly. I mean, these police had showed up and, shot and killed him um and then you know after that he well they left his body there for a while and taped off the area and were at least i heard from one eyewitness account that they were like shouting commands to him through a megaphone from behind like the taped off area and he was very clearly deceased or down for you know for good um and that uh you know there then there's like sto- this ha- I feel like this happens with every police shooting but like you know then there's this discrepancy about whether or not this person had a weapon and it feels like a lot of times they didn't or um in this circumstances I don't in this circumstance I don't believe that he did and um so then following that there's been sort of a reinvigorated protesting unrest and rioting there, you know there's some literal rioting going on you know <coughs> in our city at the moment or you know at least and last night it was going pretty deep into the night and uh yeah the, the main reason i wanted to bring this up and the main point i wanted to say before i pass it on to trent was just that um you know this and other the the countless other instances that tend to happen in this way really remind us at least often that uh you know if if you are talking about reforming the police if you're talking about reforms that need to happen in police culture and police unions and in police bureaus that you are missing the point because in Portland we we are a city that is trying to somewhat respond to police violence with you know basically um 
different forms of of aid and different i mean i'm saying this because trent brought up like there's a apparently there's like a lens respond like is it the response team for that park there and things like this still happen basically what i'm saying is you really can't take the human element out of the job of a police officer who is given the right to sort of make life and death choices you know in seconds in less than seconds in minutes or what have you um there's no amount of training there's no amount of like putting more money into the system there's no amount of you know reform that really gets to the heart of this issue where people are being disproportionately um brought violence upon themselves or upon just the community the 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 other Minnesota killing that happened with the woman who mistook her uh, taser for her gun, I think also goes to show you know that these reforms, these trainings, they don't stop these. Mo- I mean, your most human flaws or biases or what have you will take over when these moments arise. These people are just people. Even if you've been in the force for 29 years and you teach people how to work out on the field and you are in these police unions or what have you, there's no level of this that this sort of thing can't happen. I don't mean to be cynical. I don't mean to be cynical, guys. And some of you may not agree with everything that we say here, but police lie all the time, all the time, especially when this type of thing happens. They lie. <laughs> right. They look for any reason to like and maybe to justify it wasn't, their actions. And yeah. And maybe it wasn't even the person that was there that actually did what happened. Like right. people step in and lie for them. Because it's not just about one officer, it's not just about that officer. It's about the greater idea of police right. at large. Right. I mean, this is a the it comes down to the most like basic of of tenants for becoming a police officer. These people are trained to expect a threat, to be, to feel threatened at all times. So it doesn't matter what the reality of the situation is. They're going into every situation as if their life is at stake, which is ridiculous because this is a, it was a houseless person, an individual of the houseless community that was having a problem where they were clearly saying like, I don't have my medication. Like, you know, like there's, and the, and I guess my main point about all of this is that what you already touched on that reform is not, it doesn't work because we have in the Lentz neighborhood, there is a response team that's dedicated to like a non-emergency situation, like somebody who's having a mental health crisis I mean, not that that's not an emergency, but it's not a like life or death situation at that moment. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows the what's going on. And it's up to that response team to to decide whether or not the police get called or dispatched. That never happened. The police were automatically dispatched. And then in the case of what happened in recently in Minneapolis, it's like the Minneapolis Police Department was the one under scrutiny for the George Floyd murder. And 
they made all these promises about better training, better, and then flash, you know, fast forward a few months, a cop in that department doesn't know the difference between their taser and their handgun. Like what training is being done? What reform about like more intense training and development? Like it's not happening because your officer can't even tell the difference between their fucking gun. So it's like this reform shit doesn't work. That's not the root of the issue is not in police education or response who like, or like what agency responds to what crisis it's, it's in the police just the entire atmosphere and the entire outlook of policing in general. The whole system is antiquated and flawed and born out of like very racist and classist ideas of judgment, which, yeah, I mean, we could go on about this forever. We have, and I don't want to spend too long on it, but I mean... I, I this just goes to show, like this this last week of developments and and then throw into all of this that there was just a mass shooting at a FedEx facility right. the other day, right? In which, you know, you bring gun laws and and those conversations into question, and then how the police actually don't protect anything; they don't do anything until a, an emergency or a crisis is already happen they're responding not not in the form of protection or to stop something from happening they're responding in the correction of that thing and yeah like i said that view is almost always you know pointed at coming from a completely biased and you know racist outlook anyway I don't know. Dev, can you even hear me? I feel like I might have No, I, I heard oh, everything no, that you said. I heard everything you said. All right. And I agree in that, you know, basically, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's always been, it feels like two sides to the police department, basically, or to the idea of policing. And unless you come in contact with like the really ugly side, or you're aware of the really ugly side, then people just tend to like give all cops the benefit of the doubt. And just sort it's of, a very privileged viewpoint to be like to still think that the police are there to serve or protect you, like or everyone in that you know everyone in that right. sense, right? The, the the goal is is to you know basically equally do that for everybody in all crimes, and that you know I I agree with what you said too, and I, I know people say this often, but like we're starting to say this more, but you know the police don't stop crimes as much as they show up after they take place and you know with with something yeah i I read a little bit about the the shooting that happened and um what city was that i don't remember honestly yeah it was another big city though honestly it might have been oh it was indianapolis oh yeah it was indianapolis and yeah the sad part about that story was that kid's mother had basically told the police before they basically turned him into the police before like afraid right. that he would try to the words that she used were like like a death by cop or like suicide by cop like he was on that path like he was going to do something destructive so as to have mm-hmm. a deadly encounter with the police and that's where his mind was at at that time in his life he had already been he had already been 
interviewed by the FBI. <clears throat> so, yeah, it just, you know, like police are first responders. Right. They're not crime stoppers. They're not crime savers. We shouldn't be like treating them like such. And their jobs should be more simple than they are or they shouldn't exist in the capacity that they do. Right. Not saying we want like lawless world country anarchy or whatever, but at the same time, there's something very clearly wrong with this discretion that you give regular human beings the day after they stop, you know, being uh, accompanied around by like a, or, you know, just really the day they start doing what they do, that they have that, right that qualified immunity to make those decisions and live with them right your your job is supposed to be the dangerous one that puts you in the line of fire you may lose your life why why is it that so many civilians lose their lives in these in scenarios like these going about normal days or maybe they're doing some shit that's wrong but yeah so Anyways, we spoke our piece on that. What's up, Matt? What's up, bro? Hi, friends. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, bro. How about you? All right. I didn't mean to come in all heavy like that. I was like, oh, shit. Well, we really talking about some shit in here, yeah. Fuck with it. All going on the podcast and everything. Oh, man. So what's up? You ain't heard shit from Shirty, huh? That motherfucker ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool if you don't make it, but we uh we didn't even actually get down to our our album reviews <laughs> quite yet. So if you're cool to like hang in with that, Chill you me. can. I'm here. Bet. Cause that's pretty I'm professional. Much... Yeah, you you're not new to this. <laughs> like you're true to this. Like some <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, bet. Um. We're gonna be talking about some. Uh, we're gonna be talking about some some funny stuff. So, first of all, Trey, you you want to talk about I love McConan first? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Oh, he I don't have much to say, honestly. Other than that, it's the uh, best thing. That's other other than you've been just listening to it <laughs> nonstop. Yeah, Does McConan live in Portland now. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in that ugly ass building on the. East side of the Burnside Bridge. Oh yeah, I need it. I need a feature. Wait, how do you know like what building he lives in, Trent? Because he, I did some snooping. I'm a big <laughs> Island Maconan fan, right? <laughs> I did some snooping. I could tell what what the building was by the balcony he was standing on one of his pictures. <laughs> he said, "Damn, I've seen that balcony before." Yeah, he was like the he got like the penthouse in that fucking crazy ass building. I'm not gonna lie, I did some. I just. I did something similar the other day. I saw Cheeto posted like a video of him. He posted like a, a fast video of him driving all the way home from the gym. Uh-huh. And I know he lives like really close to me, but I didn't know where. So I was like, you know, I was like pausing the video and looking at the <laughs> looking at the landmarks. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I I come from the Burger King, like right around the corner, right there. <laughs> my turn up. I'll be my house like right up the street. Y'all boys need a private investigation. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we the feds over here. British City Boys the feds <laughs> over here. Um, well, 
Trent, I know you don't probably got too, too much to say about I Love McConan, but it sounds like you've been listening to his new tape quite a lot over the past few days since it dropped. The project, I think it's an album. We'll call it an album. Yeah, it's an album. It's called My Parade. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the songs on here is called My Parade. Yes. Yeah. 14 tracks. No. We got 14? 13 tracks. 13. 13 tracks, 39 minutes. Pretty succinct. Pretty straight to the point. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you know what? You were telling me about this. I was a little iffy on it. I don't know why, because I, I mean, I used to like I Love McConan, but he hasn't been dropping shit really as of late. But yeah, for y'all that don't know, uh, at, at least he partially lives here in Portland. Like, he got placed here in Portland, um, which I thought was random, but it kind of made, I mean, just like for who he is, the kind of artist he is, like, kind of. I kind of get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Portland's a weird place. McConan's a weird artist, so I think he just might fuck with the vibe out here, but I don't know where he's from originally, though, too. I think Atlanta. That would make sense, because he was always down with, like, Key and Father, and he was always yeah. linking up with, like, Atlanta producers and shit like that, so that makes sense. So, <clears throat> I guess real quick, but before we talk about the music itself, I just wanted to say, Trent, I went back and I re-listened to those original I Love McConan tapes, one and two. They dropped in mm-hmm. 2014 and 15. And, you know, they really blew up off the back of Tuesday, which we all remember was a hit at the time. And a Tuesday was a was a cut. That's, that's why I fuck with it. I was born on a Tuesday, so it makes ah, sense. So oh, it was go. always going up on a Tuesday for you. <laughs> By the way, y'all, we got Matt Randall in the building. Um, hey. Our, I feel like our people know about Matt Randall. Like, we, we literally had an episode named after you one time. Me, you just say nobody know you? Hell no. Hey, I be people. I be sitting. I be over here rapping, bro. I be putting shit out. I'm like, man, ain't nobody listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about videos, podcasts, like, articles I write and shit. I'm like, who the fuck's right? Ain't that weird, though? Because, like, you in the moment and you just think, like, like when it's you, you're not thinking about, like, or, well, you can kind of see, you know what I'm saying? I guess, like, I could kind of see people a little bit paying attention, but for the most part, I'm just like, man, y'all niggas ain't paying attention, bro. Look. It's like but that. No, I appreciate it. It's Thank like you, that until a certain point, and then all of a sudden, like everybody and starts to get it. Yeah, yeah. It's like this. I might pale. be out here after this next album. We'll see. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Well, you know, you you've been mentioned. I feel like you you you've been mentioned a lot in the lore of our podcast, oh, in yeah. the canon of our podcast, many a times. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I did see that a couple times. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of guests that we have on here fuck with you heavy, uh, and and oh. and like. You know, from way back too. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. finally made it happen. So we're happy to, yeah, absolutely have you here. But yeah, I love McConan tapes one and two. Um, I went back and re-listened to them just to kind of remind myself because I remember enjoying them at the time, and I, I remember, um, you know, like he's still really weird. Like he, like he's still. I mean, even Tuesday is like kind of weird, but kind of always had that thing about him but i always was interested in that i liked how wacky his shit ended up being and um i just i guess i wanted to remind people that uh, like the situation he was in because he was signed to ovo and the, the first two tapes were ov are ovo releases they still own that shit um 
So Tuesday was out of here, right? Drake feature, out of here. Super successful single. And what I also noticed about that, that project, that first one that they did, was it was short. It has some pretty good songs on it. I think it's only like six or seven songs, but what they did was, I, I mean, I noticed, like, I feel like they were really taking a swing on I Love McConan as an artist like when they signed him because they got him mm-hmm. on the feature with the single. And then that first tape has Sunny Digital on several beats, including Tuesday. It's got Mike Will Made It on one of the beats. And then one of the other songs has Metro Boomin on it. So there's no doubt in my mind that they were like kind of taking a swing on this guy and and hoping things would pop off. And they kind of did. And I don't know what happened, but I think there was like maybe some internal turmoil or something because a second tape came along the next year. And it was still good, but it didn't have any of those, like, big-name producers on it. Didn't have any features on it or, like, any of the the kinds of features that were on the other one. Obviously, no Drake cut or nothing like that. And then by the next project that he would do in 2016, like, you know, I mean, that situation seemed to be done. He got dropped from OVO. I, I was looking this up. I mean, he's the only artist that get dropped from OVO to this point. So... You know, I, th- I think there was something there that just didn't work out. But, um, yeah, those first two tapes, they got cuts on it. I Don't Sell Molly No More is dope. Swerve is dope. So Trust me, Danny. Don't sell Molly no more. Like, hella catchy shit that you remember. <laughs> yeah, with these super turned out, whacked out beats. Like, um, And then uh, even on the second one, there's a, there's a song with Santa Gold. Or Santa Gold that's really dope too. Um, so yeah, I remember liking this too. And um, yeah, you know, just like the label backing situation was not working out. So they stopped putting really a lot of, you know, push behind him. Again, he dropped Drink More Water in 2016. And it's kind of been an interesting road to now, like him dropping a. a either an independent or an indie label project with this new shit so but i think people might kind of like see him as like a one-hit wonder or a flash in the pan like kind of blew up and then flopped which i think you might be mistaken if you feel that way and i think you might be misled to think that his 2021 project isn't really worth listening to like he don't got juice no more uh if you don't recall that like honestly even when and since he was getting dropped like he was kind of walking out the door with like hits and still doing his thing low-key so in the last couple years he was on both of the like little peep posthumous projects um on 21 savages like slaughter tape like that 2016 slaughter tape he was on there with a song with key uh slaughter your daughter um Late 2015, late, late 2015. He was on that DJ Carnage album with mm-hmm. I like to I like to make money get turned um, with that crazy beat and shit. And I was looking at that album. And uh, I just think it's funny, like that album had Rick Ross on it, Migos, OG Mako. Uh, there's the one song, the other most popular song, but not more popular than I Love McConan's song was the Lil Uzi, ASAP Ferg, Rich the Kid track, What Do You Want? 
um, Ty Dolla Sign was on this shit, and I Love McConan had like the hit single, DJ Carnage's biggest song probably to date at this moment on there. So yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Like I think Drake and his team really saw something in I Love McConan, and maybe it didn't work out, but I think whatever they saw was legit. Like the dude can make a catchy song, a very memorable song. He's definitely an acquired taste. Definitely somewhere out of left field, but I mean, he's still kind of, he's kind of always had cuts. I mean, even in a couple years back when he wasn't dropping anything, he dropped a random song with Gucci Mane that was pretty good. Also super catchy. And so, yeah, I mean, all that leading up to this tape that I think some people might see and just like not listen to it because it's I Love McConan and they haven't heard an I Love McConan song in a good minute. But it's nice to hear his independent vision. And I think this tape has more than a few bops on it. There's some weird parts. There's some parts I still, you know, like I'm not into every quirk of this album to the, you know, right now. But I would say there's at least more than like three, four really, really dope songs. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and even if they are a little quirky, like they still bang, so. Uh, Trent, I don't know if you have any favorite songs to this point or if you've just been, like, putting it on, letting it rock. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. What were some of the things that grabbed you about this and, and kind of put you in the spin cycle with it? I feel like this is your – this is, like, this year for you. This is, like, what Barnacles was for me. Like, I don't know. There's just something <laughs> about that shit just mystified me. Saw Baby just yeah, mystified me. Yeah, this is one of those – this is, like, what – Die for my bitch was for me mm. when I just couldn't stop listening to mm. it. I don't. Baby Keem. I think it's just the hooks, man. He's got such a fucking knack for writing catchy hooks, and like yeah, that's always been his calling card, pretty much. Yeah. Now. And his voice is mad weird. I don't know. It's just the whole thing, front to back. I can't stop listening to it. Um, but I guess if I had to go like favorite songs, I love. I love if it's cool because that shit is just like dream pop. I don't know, like some of this stuff doesn't even have a genre or anything. It's just like, it's just like weird him singing with like synth. But yeah, some some cool songs got like the acoustic guitar right. thing going. It was cool as tight. I love Bad Bitch with a stutter. Is amazing. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that shit up. That's the, it's so that is good. so weird. I love Maconan's Beethoven, the last, like, second to last song. That's fine. It's like too. this no, piano. Ah, dude, that's so good. And then, I mean, I love, you know, I love anything with a little B on it. So, yeah, there's a little B feature on this thing. Mirror. Yeah. Which actually, you were talking about his little, like, run of just, like, random songs that he showed up and stuff. On Black Ken, he's got a feature. He's like the only feature on Black Ken. Ah, oh, damn, I missed and that. And it's yeah. like it's a weirdo song, bro. It's like glitch pop. It's <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. like Lil B just was like, I'm gonna make an I Love Maconan song. <laughs> he was always showing up on like songs that would just end up doing well. Like, uh, right. you know, so going back even further, this was 2014. Father, we mentioned him. Really got his first, like, biggest single, Look at Wrist, with mm -hmm. I Love McConan and Key. And so there's just, like, this lineage of, of 
songs, moments, uh, you know, certain certain, you know, moments for him that just popped off. Uh, and Word. it seems like the common denominator is him and the inability to really copy what he does, uh, his, his yeah. formula. So, Yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat. When this came out, because it came out on like a Tuesday. Did it come out on a Tuesday? I don't know, but I heard you like, talking about it like before, before yeah. like, you know, Thursday, Friday. It came out in like the middle of the week. And so I was like, Oh, like a middle of the week, I love make coding mixtape type thing. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. But man, I, I'm glad I put it on because I can't stop listening to it. Probably not my favorite thing that came out this year, but it's one of the few things. So I just, I don't know, something about new music this year, nothing has like hit that hard for me. Only like one or two, three maybe projects. But this one is one of them. I don't know. It's so catchy. No, I'm so with you. Saucy I'm, I'm with is you. like a great. Uh, I haven't heard anything like this this year. I haven't heard anything right uh, like this. I guess in, in a minute, but yeah, I mean it, it's uh it's definitely ear grabbing. Definitely grab mm-hmm. your attention. I feel like a lot of people, yeah, it might just kind of like, eh, you know, you might you might get turned off by the again just the wackiness that has always been McConan, right? But. Um, it, again, it's cool to hear him now in a situation where there are no major label ties and, you know, you can just very clearly see what, uh, what his vision is. And I mean, I hope this means that he'll release more music in the future, um, here soon, Mm -hmm. but yeah, still using the same like doll head on the, on the album cover. Um, yeah. What do you think about the album cover? It's fine. I'm not, it's not my favorite, but I'm not crazy about it. But it's got, you I know, like, it's colorful and it's, uh, you know. Yeah, I like it for him. <laughs> I, I mean, like it, it makes sense for him. Follows up with the title and it's cool enough. Right. But uh, any final thoughts on I love Maconan? Uh My final thought is I know that one of, one of Hadley or Dominic are gonna just try to shit all over this thing. And I'm just not gonna let him. Like I this is the Hadley. battle I'll pick. No, I can see Hadley fucking with it. All right, then it's gonna be Dominic. So somebody's gonna shit on it, and I'm gonna have to pick that battle, and I'm fine with it. That's a battle you were ready for, made for, built for. I was made for. I was built for Born this. Born ready. <laughs> this day. All right, man. Let's cut it there. My uh, my parade. I love Makona. I do re- recommend this. And I was. I mean, it sounds like Trent was kind of like, eh. Until he heard it, and then when you passed it on to me, I was like, eh. And, and even the first time I heard it, I was still kind of like, eh, that was, okay, there was some cool parts in there, but I don't know. It was the second and the third listen that really got me like, okay, okay, I kind of see this bag. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate you uh, making noise about that, because we probably would have been reviewing something else if, if you didn't. And uh, I think this is a, a good tape to, to put a few people on to, you know, based on what we what we be listening to. Mm-hmm. Now, our next album review before we get into uh, talking about why are you like this and, and, and getting in with our, our esteemed guest here. Matt Randall is uh, Slime Language too, YSL, um, also known as uh, what is it? Young Stoner, the Young Stoner. Um, Young Stoner Life. Young Stoner Life. That's right. 
which consists of Young Thug and Gunna. And while it's not officially listed here, uh, I would include Wheezy, producer Wheezy, um, in that in that group. Uh, but really, uh, Slime Language 2 and, and Young Stoner Life is much larger than that in this uh, project. And you can see that right when we look at the album cover. Like, everybody who's not, you know, Drake and Travis Scott and all the different mm-hmm. very popular uh, features that are on here, um, all those, like, young thug associates uh, are in the picture here. And they got kind of like a what, – what are they going for here? It's not like the Adams family quite, but it's 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 kind of like – it's like a spook, you know. You see in the background, there's like green lightning going around. The dog yeah. is green the for some reason, uh, <laughs> and they just kind of live. They look like they're living in this spooky mansion, and that's where they made this like fire ass tape. <clears throat> a, I I don't know. This is like a really simple album cover that I really like a lot. Like when I look at it closely, I I actually like it a lot. It might be like one of my favorite album covers I've seen this year. Which is funny because it's really just a a picture, but it really reminds me of like, I feel like that the like family portrait type look is like kind of overplayed a little bit in like the collective. Like Pivot Gang did the same exact picture. Oh pretty right, much for they their did that, but project. theirs was more like uh, theirs was like they were, they like, were at like, school. You can't sit with us. They were like yeah. Ivy League, like kind of you know. Yeah, I think there was. Like, I think they were in a. It looked like a fraternity yeah, almost, like I, fraternity home. It was home. like a chalkboard in the back or some shit. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, but this one's tight just because it's a little harder than Pivot Gang could ever be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole, and the tape is way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole died dog thing. It just reminds me of the that delay. <laughs> um, uh, who was that? Uh, uh, why can't uh, I remember his name? Valley, Val- Valley, Valley. Yeah, Valet, with the yeah. red chihuahua. <laughs> Which is still an underrated ass album cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't I know agree. about all the animal cruelty shit, but whatever. Yeah, I'll leave all that shit to PETA, but the little yeah. digitally uh, made album cover was cool. Right. I, I agree. Well, I'll start by saying this. I remember not being very impressed with Slime Language 1, like, at all. And I was about to come in here and basically reiterate that point and say, man, Slime Language 2 is so much better for all these different reasons. But I decided to kind of go back and listen to Slime Language 1 real quick. And it's actually better than I thought while still not being like uh, making up all the potential that I kind of thought it had at the time. But the primary point I wanted to make about Slime Language 2 is that I think this feels more like what I would have hoped they would they were going to do with the first one, and the first one just didn't. Um, it just wasn't as. M- it's it's more impressive to me that this was like kind of way more of a bigger, a more massive undertaking, uh, in terms of like getting more people in here, getting more like popular guest features in here. Uh, mixing the different artists, the ones that you're trying to promote, along with the artists that you're using to promote them with, if that makes sense. Um, and then making a longer project, more runtime, more songs, um, and 
you know, really giving us like a, a, a real collective project. So um, while I, I, I'm not going to shit on number one, I think uh, it's actually better than I was giving it credit for when it originally came out. It's, it's actually more worth to listen to and go back to than, it, than I thought it was. But it still doesn't really hold a candle to this. And I think this has more exciting moments. But let me read off the uh, just the people that are on this project. So we got, I'm going to put this in like two tiers. We got artists that you probably know about and then artists that maybe you don't. Or maybe you only know about them because of their associations with Young Stoner life, basically. So um, the big ticket names that are on here are obviously Young Thug and Gunna. But songs have Travis Scott on them. There's a Drake song. Rowdy Rebel is on one of these songs. Lil Baby, uh, which obviously, you know, he runs with them. Koi LeRae. Lil Keed, who we love. Big Sean's on this. Skepta is on this. Nav. I'll be fucking with Nav these days. Future. YNW Melly. I don't know how they did that. Uh, Sheck West. <laughs> Kid Cudi. Meek Mill. So. I think you missed Uzi. Did I? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert is on this as well. How did I miss Lil Uzi? I'm about to be like, <laughs> is he the second tier? <laughs> yeah, artist you, you 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 don't know about yet. Um, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna so, put you on the Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> and and realistically, to me, like most of these went over pretty well, and especially the ones earlier on. Uh, Travis Scott and Drake were cool. The Rowdy Rebel one is really dope. Uh, Lil Baby song. is dope. I actually even really enjoyed like the low keyed Big Sean song. Um, mm-hmm. Skepta. I thought even the Nav one was dope. Future. Uzi's is really dope too. Uh, it's not really until you get to like Sheck West, Kid Cudi, Meek Mill that I thought those ones didn't exactly do anything for me. But then the, you know, uh, artists that are on the album cover really and are more closely associated to. Uh, or are sort of understudies of, of Young Thug would be Yak Gotti and Lil Duke, which we've been hearing them since, you know, Barter 6 and before then. YTB Trench, T-Shine, Strick, Beastlime, FN The Dealer, Carlay, Young Blue, Young KO, Dora, and Dolly White. So all these people I didn't really know about. But I got to say, in listening to the entirety of this project, I really don't mind when they are in here kind of making their way in and out of these tracks or have their own tracks even really um, because it's really well supported by all the other either guest features or there's just like a lot of really good young thug and gunna going on in here as well that I think really helps support like the artists that you're trying to promote and at least keeps me interested in listening to the entirety of the project and not just skipping through to certain songs that feature more Young Thug and more other artists that I was hoping to hear. Um, And while I don't feel like I'm going to come away like looking for the next YTB Trench, T-Shine, Strick album or what have you, like it's a nice way to put these people more on my radar than they were before, uh, you know, and have this album that I'm much more likely to come back to and hear them again and... uh, you know, just be more aware of them. And, you know, there's no, it also doesn't feel incredibly like there's these high moments and then there's these, like, off-brand moments mm-hmm. or moments that they're really trying to sell you. I appreciate that a lot. So in terms of 
making a collective album, an album that represents a, a label or an imprint or a, um, an outfit of artists. Uh, I think this actually does that job to a T. I actually think there are details to this album that are really solid. And in general, I think the details about Young Thug's music and his projects and how he goes about most things is actually pretty underrated. Yeah. I agree. I, th- I mean, it's one of those albums where you're like, man, I'm 18 tracks in. I don't know if I could go another five. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it does kind of fall off by the end a little bit. I wouldn't mind I, it being shorter. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't yeah. mind it being shorter. But I think, honestly, the last five or so tracks are the ones that I would probably cut out of it. So it's like not really like that bad if you just like, fuck it, I'm done listening after like maybe the Sheck West song. That's like really the last one that I'm like super crazy about. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think to what you're saying, yeah, I agree. Like I think it's a good mix of like, you know, the big name, the hits that like are, you know, are really fun, especially going into like summer. Like I can see a lot of these really being played out during the summer. Um, But then I think, yeah, if you're trying to like introduce slime or the young stoner life, like that whole ethos and collective and make that more of like a recurring, just a stronger kind of main act then I think it does a good job with some of these other names that I, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with a lot of these people besides, yeah, like what you said, some stuff that's shown up on other thug projects, but hmm. you know, I thought that what was, the, what was the, there was one guy that I was like really down with. I th- it might've been the, the, uh, was it Strick on the Skepta song? Yes. Yeah, that that song, Skepta's cool. I'm not like a huge Skepta fan, um, but I thought that that song was really cool. And I don't know if it's because I'm like more enamored with this strict dude or what, but I just thought that was a cool song. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a couple. It's got a cool, even a couple it's got a cool song title too. Walk, walk Star. Yeah, Walk Star. <laughs> that, that goes pretty hard. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think it's like cool. You got Skepta. Most everyone knows Skepta. And then also you might get somebody like me who's like, I'm going to maybe take away this strict name and like file it away for another time because that song was tight. And yeah, I mean, I, like you said, I think it, they just did a good job. Definitely better than Slime Language 1 of not just music-wise, but also music-wise, but just of like kind of... The thought that went behind in, the project. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the other encapsulating one... what this whole collective is about and like... Yeah, yeah. This the, the first one just it just seems like they took more time with the second one, or a little bit more yep. calculated when they drop like this. Uh, they had much more thought going into it, and yeah, you know the other thing I want to say is too like, man, Young Thug to me has been improving and improving and improving over the last several years. And and the crazy thing is to me that I mean always thought he was dope. Barter Six is super dope, and even some of his earliest songs, like he still has that thing about him, and, and could still really rap. Honestly, that I think kind of really caught my ear when I first started listening to him. But you know, you remember I was such a big fan of So Much Fun, and mm-hmm. 
you know, this, this, I felt like slime language didn't quite hold that up. Although again, it's better than I thought it was. And, um, but this one here again, just, I, I feel like every time I hear young thug, he, he's getting better. Um, it's really interesting what he can do with his voice. And I think his rapping is also kind of getting better too. Like he still has those bars that catch you because they, they say some, something weird or they just say something <laughs> in a way that right. really catches your ear. But, you know, the more I just listen to him rap, like, the more he's, like, flowing, flowing, you know, like, long sentences, like, you know, not no mumble rap shit. So, um, and then, you know, again, while I really enjoy a lot of the songs on here, I don't know that any one of them might top, I'll play it again, Slatty, uh, as yeah. it comes in. I think, I think that hook is just so fire. And he's literally just saying slat, 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 But yeah, yeah, overall, man, I'm I'm pretty impressed with the tape. You know, I think you're right. If it was maybe a little bit shorter, I'd be I'd be more I'd be even more hyped about it. You know, I might like really, really love it. But as of right now, I'm really confident that I really like it. I really enjoy it, that I'm going to play the whole thing more than just you know while we're trying to review it and that there are several songs in here that are going to uh you know i guess transcend the project for me like i'm gonna want to come back and listen to slatty and ski and um right i agree i, I keep talking about warrior with Lil Keith and big sean i even really like that um the the walk star and and other tracks on and I did like the little the little Uzi Vert one. Yeah, I was about to say Uzi, that's I'm one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, that's just that's just hard too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think in terms of like how this all sounds for the most part, it's pretty simple. There's a lot to just enjoy on its face, but um, I also appreciate that there are are details to the project that I think are really solid. I think when you really pay more attention, like. I still feel like I'm listening to something engaging when I'm trying to pick out the details. That's important to me. Um, another random thing about Young Thug's rapping. I feel like the auto-tune that they have been using on his voice also getting super crisp. Like, it just, like, it just glistens. Like, like it's, <laughs> you know, they, they keep most of his voice there, but there's just a little touch of auto-tune that really just, like, glistens his vocals. And, uh... Again, just one of those small details that if I pay a little bit more attention to, I'm like, oh, shit, I really like that. So, right. Um, which I don't think Young Thug gets enough credit for as an artist, like really paying attention to some of this more nuanced things about his songs. So, I mean, James Blake is out here saying, giving, <laughs> yeah. you know, Young Thug credit. Giving him his flowers, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. everyone should <laughs> listen to James Blake. Respect Thug. All right, man. Um, yeah, good project. Good project. Super happy to be talking about it. And um, yeah, I look forward to getting into Conway La Machina. I, I admittedly just have decided not to listen to it yet until we get off of here. And um, maybe I just wanted to pay more attention to this slime language and this My Parade. Uh, and I think I'll hop on here with a bonus episode. We'll talk about Conway, probably talk about. Um, huh. What else do I want to bring up? I was working on Brock a bonus Hampton episode. Or that something? I Brock Hampton, right. We had to skip that review. So probably Brock Hampton, Conway. Um, 
maybe I'll even talk about this Echo 2K shit. Um, yeah, there was a couple I had planned. Maybe I'll talk about Big Baby Scumbag Hustle Mania too. Shout out Big Baby oh, Scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, there's my guy. Um, cool, cool, cool. I never mentioned what episode we're on. Season five, episode thirty. Uh, episode eighty-one in total. I was way fucked up. We haven't podcasted in two weeks. I came in here. I was like typing up the episode. I have this shit listed as season five, episode twenty-one. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was like thinking, but um, yeah. So. Yeah, we talked about our Big Baby Scumbag starter pack. That's on Spotify and Apple. A playlist is Big Baby Scumbag approved. Uh, I Love McConan, My Parade. Good project. Uh, Slime Language 2, YSL. Good project. And we're here to talk about another good project, but we actually have the artist on here with us today to talk about it. And we're going to talk about Why Are You Like This, which I've been reading this as way lit. <laughs> way lit? Okay, cool. I'm like... It was a perfect acronym. Okay, yeah, because I was like, it's definitely got to be that and not like way light. Yeah, way light. No, definitely not. Anything but. Light is L-I-G-H-T, motherfuckers. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Or L-I-T. But yeah, it's way lit. Yep. So, um, we don't, we don't got Shirty here. Maybe maybe he's still pulling. it's not a big surprise. It's cool. Not a big surprise. I'm the brains of this operation. <laughs> no, you you right. You gave me plenty of forewarning. You were like, man, I'm not kind of cutting bro. it. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I talked to him yesterday, but that boy, he be living. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to stop him from living. So <laughs> nothing wrong with that, bro. So let me ask you this. How long did y'all work on this tape? And when did y'all initially, you know, officially say, hey, let's do like a whole project? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the song Circles, I think that's track four on the album, yes. was actually the first song that we did. And it happened to be April 5th, 2020. So that was the reason why we dropped it April 5th, 2021 to kind of like signify like a year later. Damn. It happened. I wouldn't say it took a whole year to do because um, – like for a while he was living elsewhere and shit. And then he came and like stayed with me for a little bit in September. And that's when it kind of really got serious. September, October, we did a, so he, he recorded circles, petty and the joint that ended up being YKTV, like early last year, like maybe like August or some shit like that. So those were already in motion. Mm-hmm. But then when we created uh, Pinella with Melk and Maze and Blang, that's kind of weird. Like, you know what? We should, we should like do a tape or something. We've always talked about it, but, um, you know, just never really happened. Um, but we just locked in and I'll say it take like three months, maybe like all in total, like really getting the rest of it done mm-hmm. and we were done like early january already so we had been sitting on it for a minute yeah that was going to be one of my questions too because i know i mean y'all seem like y'all been friends for a long time and, and y'all been tight for for you know a good amount of time and so i kind of assume maybe y'all had um maybe done something like this before or mm-hmm. you know I, i'm sure you guys have collaborated musically a lot but like as as far as doing an actual project together this would be like the first real one that y'all done yeah correct um i mean we tried to 
I have like a, a label and stuff. I used to have a bunch of people that was down with it. And we try to do like a, you know, label. Like a collective project. Like, yeah, we did like an MBG project, but then like shit what happened and fell apart. So it wasn't really, I don't even know if me and Shirty had record on that, which is funny. Yeah. I'll never see the light of day, but um, this is definitely the first project we've done. We've done definitely done songs together, appeared on each other's songs, but uh, it's the first time we was just like, yeah, let's let's get in. You know what I'm saying? Like we we got this funny chemistry and it works. So like it, it worked on the album, and I'm just happy that uh, we got it done. Yeah, I would say chemistry is is one of the things I notice most in listening to y'all, um, and how y'all kind of interchange on some of the songs. It's yeah. funny. I, I almost like. I almost have a hard time like telling y'all apart in certain moments. Oh. Like I sometimes kind of think one that of y'all is rapping is the other. I, I've heard that a couple times. I'm like, man, that motherfucker sound nothing like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where that. I mean, I don't know. I guess the the tone a little bit. I guess I could hear it a little bit. <clears throat> um, like I'm I'm sure you're probably talking about the end of uh, Pole Song when we were doing the little Jada Kiss Styles P back and forth shit. That's, yes, people were saying that they couldn't really tell. Yeah, that shit, that shit. That's funny that I'm not the only one that said that then, because... Yeah, no, nah, you're not. Somebody <laughs> else said that. I was just like, like, early on in this process, I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you you sure ever heard that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, on that one, we definitely, uh, that was that was a good one. Like, we the first song on that was just going to be the song, but then... um. Shout out to Caleb. He sent me like this little pack and I heard that shit and I was like, man, we got to put that like at the end of that. Mm -hmm. one. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, that was a fun, fun song. Never really went back and forth with anyone like that. So, you know, it was cool. Word. Well, another thing I wanted to bring up, too, I guess, you know, in in, in between really talking and maybe deep diving about this, this particular project. I want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> just that like you know your your history as a artist here a rapper here in portland um runs really deep you know some of the people that we talk to on this podcast um that we really like and enjoy you know they they've been well some 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 have been doing it for longer some have more recently just started but you are the former like your roots really run deep with yeah. you know portland and the scene that's happening here and i feel like the scene is is beginning to look differently than it did you know, even as far back as like 2015 or 2010 and stuff like that. I noticed that sure. like people that I know you have collaborated with or even on this project. Like, I, So what I'm trying to say is I remember going to, I think, maybe a Big Crit concert or something like that and seeing Manny Monday open up for him. And that was a minute ago. Um, I brought that, yeah, we brought Manny back. Shit, this. I might have even I might have even seen you open up for somebody at a concert, and I may just have not like known you at the time or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Can you speak mm -hmm. to you know how you uh, you know what your journey has been like to this point, and 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 kind of starting, and what the scene felt like to you at at one time, and and what things feel like to you today, and and just again mm -hmm. what that journey has been like for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I appreciate questions like this. It gives me a chance to actually like reflect on how it really has been a journey. Honestly, my whole my whole shit is like a journey. It's like a feels like an odyssey or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. some real Lord of the Rings shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a whole so, trilogy. Uh, I mean, 
I started, uh, I started, I guess, like, started to entertain this idea of being an artist, uh, like, early on uh, in middle school, but I didn't really get into it. it was my cousin. Uh, me and him, we was just super competitive, like, with everything, like, race home, basketball, yeah. <laughs> everything. And then he just started, we worked for the Oregonian, we were selling uh, subscriptions to the paper. So we go going knocking on doors, trying to get people to sign up and shit. And like one day he just started freestyling. And I'm just like, like, when did you rap? What the hell? <laughs> like, you know, so I'm over here just thinking like, but I couldn't freestyle for shit. And I wasn't like good at music at all. So it was just funny. So like, you know, just when you're kids and you fall in love with something and like, so he, I guess he kind of started that. And like, we tried to make a group and it was trash. Like who's called that? <laughs> Lil Players. Lil oh, Players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, we should rename the podcast. Lil, Lil Players Podcast. Yo, Bridge City Boys. Lil M. Wait, it was Lil what? Lil M. That Lil was M. Man, so uh, yeah, we was doing like the karaoke sh- uh. shit, you know, trying to make our way. Then he stopped making music, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm about to like really try and learn this shit." So at that time, like rap forms and shit was big. Yep. So yep. like Kanye to the some- type shit. I somehow found out about rap forms and shit, right? There was this there was this one called uh Blazing Battles. Shout out to Blazing Battles. <laughs> and they would have like, you know, so you're either like battling people by like posting your raps in the thread, or like, you know, you got people that have there's like a section for um like a recorded shit. So like I found this thing called Cool Edit Pro. And that's like a, a recording software that ended up being Adobe Audition. And like I found that, found a way to get the full version, and I just like started recording on a chat mic, like a little yeah, <laughs> a little lapel mic, looking thing. Bro. So like I've gone from that and just like hours of countless like research and trying to figure out what you need to do to have like your own equipment because I didn't want to pay for studio time, bro. Because yeah. I figured it'd be a lot of money and like people rushing you. Because honestly, when you're doing studio time, people rush you. So. Mm. Built my own studio, started recording like at 15, and then like it just became a thing where I went to Roosevelt. So like I, like Vinny Dwayne, all these guys, right. were, like a little bit younger than me, and like they started coming in, and I guess like started seeing what I was doing, and like you know we all just kind of started like not saying that I started them doing anything because I think everybody has their own journey in the north. In general, it's like a place where. I've noticed like a lot of artists come from a lot of artists that uh, I would say like are like strong pillars in the city. So, um, you know, like I end up just like recording myself and then people start finding out at a studio and I started recording them. Um, right. Recording Mike Cape's first project recorded. I've known Mike for like 17 years, which is crazy. Like I've known him more than half of my life. Wow. So, like, you know, it's just like went from me being an artist, and then for a while there, I got jaded with how the city was, and just like I feel like you know the favoritism and the high school popularity contest. So, like for a while there, I just kept engineering. I made my way as that, and people just knew me as an engineer. So sometimes I play some songs that I'm working on at the end. They're like, "Who that?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's me." And they're like, "What? <laughs> the fuck out of here!" So like, I found a way to kind of 
make my name in both. So that's why I think a lot of people know who I am. And I recorded music in my grandma's house. I actually just got torn down. I recorded music for damn near everybody you could think of. So like From it just became here. like I used to call it rap scene in the basement because like <laughs> you had that all the local folks slid through, you know what I'm saying? Like so, you know, it was just it was just one of those things where I got into it because there's a way for me to express myself, you know what I mean? And I didn't really open up well to people. So I was like, all right, let me just do it on music. And then now I'm like, you know, it's it's like an open diary, you know what I mean? And it's fun and I like getting sharper and and uh challenging myself you know what i mean so yeah that's what, really what it is and uh, i'm just glad that I'm getting sharper as as uh time goes on with each song each project well i'm glad that you kind of illuminated or illustrated for us like what that journey was like for you because again I, I always always knew and sort of had the feeling that exactly what you were saying like you, yeah. you kind of got to see this scene grow and develop um in a really Definitely. first first person perspective but yeah i recorded a lot of people's first songs which is kind of like crazy like mm. i'm not an old man at all you know <laughs> what i'm saying so it's like i when i hear that sometimes i'm just like yo that's crazy so like yeah you know it's it's really um it's an honor and a, and a privilege i feel like um you know if I, whether i ever get just do or not i everybody I've kind of crossed paths in everybody's journey, like somehow. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I appreciate that. I like being like a like a conduit in a way, I guess, like for for everybody. So. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really that's a really beautiful thing, honestly. Um, and then you know, as far as like you know how things have changed and say like the last let's say six years or so, mm-hmm. um, and, and and recently and and just you know the scope of artists that are more on the scene in our city at this time like um does it feel largely the same does it feel like it's gone through a lot of changes or or what because i know people like mike capes you know they're still like really holding it down so it feels like in some ways it has changed quite a bit in other ways it hasn't i mean definitely change you know when you have like the spotlight you know i'm saying like when you have some big blow up like you know amina and stuff like that seeing uh, seeing his rise, I actually have a song with him that no one will ever hear. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's been a, my son, my bad. But like oh, you know, I've seen I've seen what he was on and and um, where he was working and then yeah, like it he uh, broke broke that open. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then like like Dodger, like working with Dodger early on, seeing what what uh, she's done, you know, it's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like everyone else, just, you know, finding ways to make their mark on it. And yeah, there's more artists now. And I think people are um, like really like sharpening what they do and what they're good at. And, uh, you know, saying there's not, I, I don't, I don't like always just naming the same people. Like, I think there's a lot of people that have talent out here and, um, Right. They just got just got to keep working and keep trying to find a way to to get it in the right eyes and ears. Honestly, that's the biggest uh, the biggest thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but yes, yeah, it's, it's changed. But I mean, I think it's changed for the better. It's evolving. Absolutely, so. it's been growing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you too. Like as many people as I come to learn about uh, and appreciate that are from here that are making music, like a project like yours will drop, and I'll learn three four new names you know people that i never really 
had yeah. known about before. And yeah. it just speaks to like how many people are making music in like really within, you know, uh, a larger community here. And <clears throat> I think that's that's super important. So it's, it's always fun to like keep learning about artists, even when I feel like I've, you know, I've I've learned about quite a few to this point mm -hmm. that they still keep popping up. And then I realize, man, they've been doing shit for a long time. That I yeah, I just love it. being tapped in with the youth and like my whole thing is like paying it forward, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm never above nobody, you know what I'm saying? No matter right. whatever I accomplish, like I still want to help people. So, you know, I, li I like working with the young cats and, you know, ch telling them things that I went through and, and, you know, giving them guidance and stuff like that. So I'm always going to do that. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's super important for the ecosystem of artists around here for sure. Um, so then one other thing that I think I've noticed about you to this point, and I think something that I, I hear manifested in this project is, um, you seem like you, uh, are, are have, uh, you seem really invested in the equipment and the process of making music. Like you seem invested in making a, a crisp sound, whether it be your vocals Mm -hmm. or you know how your beats end up coming across or, or whatnot so one of the things that i really enjoyed about your project is like how crisp how clear a lot of you know your rapping and shirty's rapping ends up being um how those beats come across and how like professional the sound is and i, well, I feel like i've i've heard that about you before this project just because well, like nainoa has talked about a couple times like you coming over and showing him how to work this thing or this piece of equipment or how to set up his mic to, you know, really pop off. Right. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I want you to kind of talk about that too. If that's true that you really get into that sort of thing, because, um, it, like you were saying, it, it started with a little, a little tiny chat, chat mic, chat and, mic. It, and it's involved into, you know, what this sounds like. So, you know, dollar microphone and shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> definitely, man. Like, my whole thing going back to it, like I said, was like, how do I obtain studio quality Without material actually... from my crib? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I was already a homebody anyway. So, you know, I was like, man, let me find a way. And my whole thing is like, I love like proving people wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I used to love uh, like recording people for the, someone for the first time and they come in and they just see what it's looking like and shit. It's not like the best shit, but when you go in and you record and when I press play back for that first time and just the look on folks' face, it's like, yo. So yeah, I've definitely done a lot of, yeah. a lot of studying on, on YouTube, a lot of just like, once I started getting around other people and being in their sessions and watching how they mix things right. and, uh, you know, Got a couple great teachers like uh, Jordan Cruz, who I worked with. Um, he used to be part of this production company called Race, Rain State. And uh, he's a dope engineer that I respect out here. Uh, watching his process, you know, he's gave me a lot of gems. Uh, Packer Brown, mm -hmm. uh, seeing what Packer's done. Uh, shit, he's the reason why I have Logic right now because my I had a uh, Logic Nine and it deleted off the computer. And I'm talking to y'all on like just randomly, and I was sick about it. Like <laughs> what? So then, like luckily, he had a, a copy of Logic X, Logic Ten, and I had to learn how to use that. 
and uh, you know, which is good. You know, sometimes you gotta be put in adversity to to uh, to learn some new shit. You know, at some point, I want to be proficient with like Ableton, Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. I want to just know how to use everything. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's a goal of mine that I'm still trying to to reach. Um, but yeah, I, I really I really obsess over that, and I appreciate you saying that because like. The reason why this shit took so long to drop was trying to make sure the mixes was right. So, um, you know, hearing that, that makes me feel good, man. And um, yeah, I definitely care about the the audio quality. A lot of people nowadays are not really tripping about it. But for me, I, I love just hearing shit sound crisp. And when, when they play it on the radio and shit, like, sounds like a radio, like, could be in a, the regular rotation. So, uh, yeah, take pride in my sound. And, and I'm just only trying to make it sound better. Yeah, that's important. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there that believe like, you know, your mixes make and break, you know, plenty of plenty of songs for you. And and you're right. You know, we we are in an age where people are kind of uh, using maybe distorted mixes or just, you know, more lo-fi, you know, aesthetic over the beat, too. Yeah, yeah. Vocals be hella over the top of the beach. Yeah, but you know, depending on what kind of music you're making and what you're you're hoping to do, right? right. For what y'all want to do, no, nah, you gotta absolutely you gotta focus on the sound quality, and it's something that people won't. It's something that people won't remark at when they hear it, but it's more of a subconscious thing, honestly. Like yeah. again, if you heard that shit and you you know, say you obviously we all shut down, but you were in a club somewhere or you heard it at a concert somewhere or you heard it someplace where you didn't know who you were listening to like the the right. the quality of it all is going to make that person think maybe oh this is some signed artist or something like that they sound right. like they got they were in a nice studio and they did this and shit like that so well, i recorded shit in my kitchen the whole album hey I, I, I really like, feel you, bro. I, I really right feel now, you. The kitchen. <laughs> I I I love I love stuff like that too because I I'm similar in the way that I have had to kind of learn how to use certain programs or equipment just based on the fact that yeah I wanted to go like a an independent route on how to learn how to do some things. And for me, it was more like graphic design or, you know, even just setting up my own podcast studio when we used to podcast in this building. And then even just now, um, you know, just figuring out how to deliver that stuff professionally as best as you can without spending a whole lot of money on it. Um, And just just learning, just doing a lot of YouTube Academy type shit. Um, I'm with you on it. Into your equipment, you honestly like I I feel like I've definitely got what return on investment big time absolutely because you get your own shit yeah and and then when i opened the studio up i was able to like you know make money off of shit that i invest in myself like i'm learning now you got to invest in yourself and sometimes take take hits you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. like shit i just to be honest with y'all i just paid for a fucking feature for the first time from mm-hmm. somebody i might know but i feel like it's like gonna be it was like a little risk in my opinion, but like not at all. Cause when I got the track back, I'm like, shit, it's worth it. You know <laughs> worth, what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to do shit yeah. like that. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? So like, that's why I've noticed like with the way lit project, I, I was really intentional with not just being satisfied with putting it out on SoundCloud or pushing a link. 
mm-hmm. like that's why we did all those commercials yeah videos for it too which were hilarious because i want to want this shit to feel like an experience and i just want to fucking die away and like a lot of people like and and it was funny because like i said just putting i've never done that before Mm-hmm. So like when I did it and everybody's been complimenting like yo man this rollout is so crazy and blah blah, blah. I'm like man that's that's why I'm doing it so mm-hmm. um, definitely invest in myself more and that's what you gotta do I, I I tell everyone like get your own studio or get whatever yep. and if you don't want to mix that's fine you can send it to me I'll mix it you know what I'm sure, saying that's, like, yeah. throw the money my way I was about to say I'm sure that's how you uh... throw the coin my way yeah. but yeah I, I I encourage everybody especially with this quarantine shit like. Why not have your own studio, bro? Like, I create so much better when I could just, like, go in another room. I think it's an idea and just, like, all right, let me go get to work. So, yeah. 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 Some people really thrive in that studio setting. And like you said, like, kind of the the time is of the essence thing kind of, like, works for some yeah. people. But for other, for other people, you know, it's a lot more ideal to be able to do this stuff on your own Whenever. terms and with your own equipment. So I, I absolutely agree with that there. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, one thing that I didn't, I, and I apologize, I didn't get to check this out, but, you know, another part of your rollout that you that you talked about was, like, a live stream, a live performance stream of the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it, unfortunately, but tell me more about, you know, what was your vision for I that? And I, how got it, the, how I got it the file, I'll shoot it. Yeah, please do, please do, because I was wondering if I could still watch it somewhere, but I didn't get a chance to before we got on here. Man, it was up for a minute. I, I heard that they just took it down, though. So I might have to change that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, the the live stream was like, the la- like it was kind of last minute, but it, it worked out in a way like, I think I set it up like a month prior to it happening. So basically the goal, man, I was just trying to think of, again, just like a different experience. We can't do shows the way we want to. So I was just thinking like, yo, a live stream costume would be cool, you know? And it's funny because like initially, I just think it's small, to be real with you. I thought it'd be like one camera focused on us and we, mm-hmm. we got one backdrop and we're just doing the whole album. I, I, I came up with that idea early because who really performs like the whole album? Mm-hmm. Right, so and I feel like we'll never perform the whole album again. Probably like the whole album, probably not. So right. I was just like, "Fuck it, like let's do this, perform the whole album." And then I went to my man uh, Anthony Taylor. Shout out to him, man, because like without the space, it wouldn't have been as as best as we did, uh, you know put our uh, best foot forward. So found the streaming company, Left Door Streaming. Shout out to them. They have like, it's two men. One runs the audio side, the other runs the video side. And there's like five cameras moving. So oh. like I said, I'm over here thinking one camera. So right. it's five, boom, leveled up on these niggas, right? <laughs> boom, right? So we got that. And then I told Anthony like how they've done, showing him the shit. And then he came with the idea like, what if we do four different stages, like scenes? And I was like, the fuck you talking about he started talking about it because i told him that what with these live streams they they want you to try and push like a donation link right so essentially we did it there's 12 songs so we did three 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 right Mm -hmm. so that allowed us to switch to the next set you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so we did four different sets like the first one was on the couch 
and it was like me, Manny, mm. Shirty, and then Mal London, who's dope to sell shots to my bro, Mal London. Uh, so we did the three songs, mm-hmm. and then the MC comes in and talks. So like, like it cuts to him, okay. and then on the next, when he comes back, we on the next scene. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We had this white backdrop that looked like a stage, lit it all up. It was dope as hell. Did three songs there. Went back to the MC. Then we switched, and there was a joint, or we did three joints. We had uh, my boy Brill, who just dropped a dope album. It's okay to care. You got to check that out. Yep. Um, and my boy Selah, who came down from Seattle, who's from Texas, he came down just to do the concert with us, which was dope as hell. And then went to the MC again. Then we switched, and Anthony has this dope ass Impala, like old school matte black dope ass Impala. And then we brought like everybody in the back. Like it was like Dante Thomas was there, like a whole bunch of folks was there. I think Nanoa was there too, right? Huh? I said, I think Nanoa was there too, right? And I know it was there. He was DJing the whole uh, the whole thing. So like, yeah, everybody was in was in the background as we did the last couple records. Milk was there. Milk was hella funny. Yeah, Drunk shout out milk. Shout out milk. I was gonna say that because I mean, people <laughs> know this whole fucking verse, bro. I was trying to <laughs> rap this verse. It was hilarious. But he came back and he did this fire freestyle at the end, and he I was, was off the dog water. Big dog water. <laughs> he was out of here. But nah, it was it was fun, man. So like again, like it was just an experience. Like I think it went really well. People, you know, was just like, man, seen nothing like this before. And, and that's my whole thing right now, trying to create separation in terms of like the marketing shit. I hate marketing the most. It pisses me it's off. It's hard, bro. But when I come with good ideas and shit, like I know those commercials is gonna do good because we have personality. We shot all of those in one day mm-hmm. and we just rolled them out. Yeah. Until the album dropped. And then we did the concert on the third. We put the album out early on the second so that we could do the Bandcamp Friday thing. Yeah. Which ended up being smart. And then it dropped on fucking DSPs on the fifth. Okay. So, you know, I'm just trying to think of different things because now when I do my album, I'm going to come right back like in the next couple months and put my album out. And I'm just going to use what I learned from this uh, process and put and, it into that. Back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Well, I was going to kind of bring both these things up. You know, unfortunately, sure, it ain't here. But, you know, yeah. for, for everybody well, listening to this. I might have to, to do this, an episode with him. With, with just him? It. Yeah, we might just have to bring him yeah. on, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I was, I was gives, looking forward to him being here. More, it gives our album more legs. So Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I was looking forward to him being here. It's not the end of the world so that he ain't so here, I. but. You know, but you know, it's cool. It's cool. But he did drop. uh, He dropped his own project um, really just a couple or a few months ago. It really wasn't that long ago. Uh, Yeah, that was kind of like one of those things, too, where it was just last minute. Yeah. I remember he hit me. He was like, yo, man, I need your help. with." I'm like, boy, you want to put this out when? <laughs> Next week. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, oh, you know, it was just one of those spur of the moment things. But again, I think that was smart, too, just to like, it's like, boom, I'm going to give y'all something for me. We put ours out and then I'm going to use that to springboard and put mine out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I then, definitely. Like, it's going to be the whole year, like Melk doing his thing and Brill put his project out. And that's like our little squad, you know what I'm saying? The people and we just all being productive which is dope yeah i uh yeah. it's exciting to see what y'all are doing we we obviously had milk and uh and calvin on calvin. for our, one of our really recent episodes and um yeah yep. people were hitting me up about that like people that don't are not from here you know that were like yo that project was dope and so it's cool to it's cool to have y'all on here as well and, and kind of i think i'm uh i think i'm gonna do some shit with calvin i think we're gonna do a project 
Man, he's nice. You heard it here first. Exclusive, exclusive, <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Now um, I want to work with um Green Team, him and him and Laws. Mm-hmm. I was talking with Laws about it. Yeah, you were early. putting us up on them. And then uh, I was talking with Calvin the other day. He's like, "Fuck it, let's just make a Green Team Matt Randall thing." I was like, "Say less." I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Forty years over. Milk said him and Trox are up next. I'm excited yeah. about that as well. And he's in Multnomah County. That's some wild shit. Yeah, that's going to be dope. I'm excited <laughs> about that. I'm like, yo, these names? <laughs> I, right, yeah. Bro, I'm, I'm glad they went extra with the names. I always appreciate a, a good name yeah, like that. But. I love it. Yeah, so, so yeah, everybody's working, man. I'm just trying to uh, keep the momentum going. You know what I mean? Like, a comment for me, it started in, like, 2019. I put out four projects mm-hmm. that year, and... It was funny because Melk was like, man, I seen you do that shit. And I was like, fuck it. I'm about to go and run. And I'm like, yeah, you going crazy now. You done like That's way more than me. He did the same shit. <laughs> I yeah. ain't trying to do that shit again. <laughs> I don't think like, like intentionally that shit was crazy. I was making it as I go. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of, that's tough. But, um, you know, shit, I think like, yeah, by the, by the time this year's up, I was having at least like three projects. Up. Dope. Well, so, this uh, this this new upcoming project. How far along do you feel like you are in the process? Oh man, uh, you know it's crazy. I was and this is this at, is a like, solo project. Oh. This is just you, right? This is this is an album, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like the follow up, my second album. So basically, what I was alluding to the whole journey. I need to actually speak about this more. Is that like all of the projects I've I've ever done is kind of like all together so you know when you do like a big idea and then you do the little lines off of the big idea yeah that's cool. essentially what my my projects have been so exactly so like it started with alignment in 2015 mm-hmm. and then i did a project called libero came out 2016 and then my my uh first album art of allowing came out in 2018 so it's been three years uh since i've contributed to that series so this is the fourth of fifth installments it's gonna be like five projects mm. when it's all said and done and this is the fourth one so i'm like nine songs in which is like a lot more than i yeah. thought and i want it to be 11 so i'm gonna keep creating and then i'll just boom okay i want to be like 11 songs something around there i might change my mind but um yeah i'm really really into it you know got a got a big feature from somebody um, that I'm excited about and yeah, just keep working. Is this the one you paid for? Is that what you were talking about earlier? I paid for. Pay That's exciting, money. bro. That's exciting. When 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 you don't normally do that shit, and then in this occasion you're like, you know what? It's time. You know, this is he a good look. This is oops, gonna be a. I said, oops, he. Oops. He okay, my it. bad. Hey, I ain't trying to pull. Bodied it. I'm <laughs> over here trying to tell y'all. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm over here trying to keep it, keep it, you know, keep it on the low. Bodied it. I might tell y'all. I'll tell y'all off there. Yeah, 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 y'all can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. We would. You know what, man? I I always get so caught up asking questions and talking to the guests. I forget to even let Trent get in here and say some shit. Come on, Trent. <laughs> and and, and Bro, say what's I, up and maybe ask a question. But what's up, Trent? I talk too much, too. So, yeah, please. No, no, no. I uh, Honestly, I love when Dev just, like, takes over because I get to be a fly on the wall for, like, <laughs> some pretty good conversation. But, no, I, I don't really have many questions. I just um, – I think it's uh, – it's interesting. We don't get a lot of, we get a lot of, you know, rappers. We get a lot of 
really good artists, really good producers and stuff on here. We had like Kyle Valentine on a couple weeks ago and he was really fun to talk about the producing side of things. We don't get a lot of engineers and, and mixing recording yeah. artists like that though. And it's a super underrated, you know, they don't get all the credit that they deserve sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people know like Mike Dean and they know like Timbaland and uh, Dre, how good, how great they are and stuff. But there's a lot that goes into an art, an, uh, an album's uh, rollout. And you can, if you're familiar enough with engineers and stuff, you could tell like, oh, this is so-and-so that mixed this. Like, mm-hmm. I know like, the one that comes to mind that I used to think of all the time was Ali, who was doing all the Kendrick stuff. Like you can tell when Ali makes something on a on a TDE project and whatnot. But right. anyway, I just wanted to put that out there because you don't get a lot of credit for that kind of work, and it's real it's important to. Cold. It's tough, yeah. To too. So like, you know, for a minute there, I was trying to like have somebody else mix this shit. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just like, man, let me be the artist. But then at the same time, I'm like. Fuck it, <laughs> like I'm. I'm gonna do this. Like I, I accepted the challenge, and like you know, like what Dev was saying. Like I really, you know, was hoping that it sounded crisp and and everything like that. So I'm, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I feel like I'm getting better uh, with that too. You know, every song, whether it's me rapping on it or mixing it, I feel like you know I'm getting better each time I do both. You know, so right. I appreciate Word. it. That's all you can really ask for is just growth and whatnot, but that's yeah. awesome, man. Thank you. Other than that, I mean, I don't have many questions. I, I love hearing all of the all of the conversation about who you've been working with and and uh, and like that whole journey is just like it's super cool. We, you know, me and Dev, Portland, born and raised, and it's just nice to get all, all these different perspectives from artists in the city, and yeah. you know. Uh, it's always different. Like everyone's journey is different. It's really connected. Like you were saying, like you've mm-hmm. crossed paths with all these people and, mm-hmm. and we've through talking to all these people and no, already knew that. Cause they're all yeah. like, Oh yeah, Matt Randall. Like, Oh yeah. We know, used to cook up back. Oh, we used to right. always go to, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, man. I'm glad, I'm glad motherfuckers got some sh- nice shit to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you heard a lot of bullshit. I'll be, I'll be feeling but like again, we all be making these imaginary hater shit up. You know what I'm saying? I guess. <laughs> so no, nah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that you know. All, all I do is for the for the city. You know what I'm saying? I'm always referencing the city. Always one of the biggest ambassadors of the city. And like shit, people that I know out of town, they be saying all the time. They're like, bro, I don't know no rappers in Portland but you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's just like my my people that I know. So it's like. I, I I hold that and I, I really represent the city because you know that's where I'm from. I'm from I'm from St. John's, North Portland. Like that's what I know. You know what I mean? And I'm always gonna hold that down and definitely represent what we about. So much love. Yeah, man. Much love indeed. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't got any other questions, man. I think we've had a really good conversation here around your your project and just about you, you in general and and um. You know, I, I, again, like Trent was saying, and like we've said already, it, it's nice to hear from your perspective, um, you know, what what hip-hop and music in general has been like for Portland uh, mm-hmm. recently. Again, we have, you know, a lot of people here that listen that are, that are listen to our podcast that are from here, um, but we also 
have a lot of friends that we do music stuff yeah. with that are not from here and listen to this podcast. And so mm-hmm. it's always nice when I can, um, you know, just bring somebody in that, that has a different perspective than a lot of the people that we've had on here before. And I feel yeah. like, you know, it's it, it's uh, it's great for like understanding the, the at least like the authentic or the authenticity <laughs> of, of Portland music. So. I appreciate that, man. It's, it's nice to actually get to know more about you and, and, and your music personally. Like, you know, I've only gotten to listen to your music to this point so much, and it's nice to hear you actually actually talk about it and, and get into it because, um, yeah, 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 I, I really enjoyed that. So, um, Thank you, bro. Shit, appreciate man. You we, uh, oh, real quick before we, before we do anything else, we normally do a, a section of our podcast called Recently Played, and we just, you know, we just get in the bag real quick with, with maybe an album or something mm-hmm. that we've been listening to as of late. Trent, I don't know if you got one ready, but I do. Uh, you go. I think I got some. Okay. But... I, so... I'm going to go. I'm going to let Trent go. And if there's something that comes up that you've just been listening to, it could be anything um, gotcha. that you feel like, uh, you know, I've been listening to this lately and I feel like, you know, not enough people really talk about it. Go ahead and share. But um, this album is more popular than the ones I usually talk about. But since we talked about Young Thug and YSL, I thought we should go back and remind ourselves I think Wanna by Gunna is a pretty damn solid project, and I tend to listen to it kind of often. We, me and Trent have talked about it on the podcast before. We always feel like it's underrated. So I'm bringing it back. I'm letting people know that, look, Wanna ain't that bad. And <laughs> and the Deluxe Edition is pretty dope. And one of my favorite things about the Deluxe Edition is, and we've had this conversation before about Deluxe albums and what they've been looking like in you know, the last couple of years. Because uh, normally you'll see, as of late, like either they're putting like a whole new album in the beginning of what was the album or mm-hmm. at the end or there's a mm-hmm. few bonus songs or something like that. That's all shit that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. But Wanna has like new songs in between all the original songs, basically. Yeah. Like basically the album literally just got expanded or it was like a mm-hmm. deleted scenes from the album type oh, feeling, you know, uh, kind of like in movies, right? Yeah. If, if you do a director's cut of a movie, right, they're just going to put in those scenes that kind of uh, illuminate other parts of what you already saw. Now I'm not, you know, saying one gonna is like the most uh, cinematographic mind out there <laughs> and that, you know, he really put like his Picasso touch on this thing, but, I do but this. he did though. But he low key <laughs> did that, and uh, yeah, I just feel like people uh, people don't give one of the the credit that it deserves. Um, the features are there; they're dope. Some of the songs that he just did by himself are really dope. So we were always a fan of um, Skybox and Met Gala. That's <clears throat> uh, Cooler than a bitch, which was on the original with Roddy Rich, is super dope. Uh, one watch young thug super dope street sweeper uh little uzi vert is on here yeah there there are several pretty dope songs on here i just don't think people give it quite enough credit that it deserves uh not a perfect album doesn't quite blow my mind but (laughs) you know since we were talking about that ysl shit today i thought 
you know, if people are in the mood for that, they should go back and listen to one at one time. Or, I mean, I, 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 I could just agree with you. I could just be that, like that. That is mine <laughs> as well. Follow up with it. <laughs> and also, I wouldn't be Addies and Dirty Diana. Those are another couple that I really enjoy. Yeah. I just, I had beef with the fact that it was like bottom 10 obligatory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we I'm gave like, it such a bad score. Is, right. I'm like, it's not that bad, bro. But anyway, uh, I guess the thing that I was listening to all day yesterday, I drove all the way out to fucking Tualatin to mm. get an air conditioner because hey, I'm a for? baby air about the heat and shit. Bro, I'm already like, fuck the heat. He's like, Summer is coming. Um, Oh man, other people never happy, man. No, I'm never man. happy, bro. I'll be the no, first to We be bitching and moaning all year. No, we do, yeah. <laughs> all year. Oh man, it's cold. <laughs> I go through my first couple weeks of summer and warm weather. I get one cookout done, and then I'm like, bro, this shit is too hot. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I'm all, I'm not even a weekend. It's still April, bro. I'm already done with it, but. But I had to drive all the way out of Tualatin, and then I drove all the way from Tualatin down the fucking back roads, Skyline Boulevard, down to St. John's. Because hey. I had to go to the camera shot. Shout out to St. John's. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a, I had this on the whole time. I played it twice on my drive. Uh, I had Stack Skrilla, the God Fahim, Dumb God, the Divine Brotherhood. You've been telling like, about this, and I've been sleep on it still. Oh my god, bro! The whole thing is just like, let me see. Roll, roll your windows down and just let that shit blast. Especially when you're in like a rich person neighborhood, that's the best. Mm. So I'm all the way out in like the West Hills playing this shit, and <laughs> but yeah, bro, this this shit was tight. Um, the middle four track, like from track four past the present, down to track nine, Jungle Book. Five tracks, all bangers in a row. Not that Stax Gorilla and the Gafahim don't already have bangers all in a row all the time, but those five tracks in particular, Night of the Roxbury, Holographic Universe, C-Notes, mm. Four Seasons, all that shit is just, like, crazy. But I, I did, okay, we've talked about this a couple times now, but I personally needed another reminder or a couple reminders to... Re- to listen to an album called Classic, Rush, Jay Nice, and the yes. God Fahim. Okay, I got to give Trent credit because he kept trying to put me on. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I just will forget <laughs> to listen to this shit. And that project is so good. That project is so, so good. good. Most of the songs only got like 20,000 plays, less than that, ten, less right. than 10,000 plays. And, but that project is amazing. And it's got a Kelly Chris feature on there that's really, really dope. And so, you know, this is still kind of playing in that same bag. So I'm going to I'm going to heat this morning. I'm going to check it out. I'm sure it's going to be great. Stack Skrilla. Yeah. Stack Skrilla, bro. But again, anybody listening and, and fucking uh, Yuck God said the same thing when we had him on. He was talking about this tape and Rush in general. OK, yeah. Just if anybody out there is like me. You know, me from the past two or three <laughs> months ago, and you were asleep on this. Wake up. The alarm's going off. Album called gotcha. Classic. Rush J. Nice God Fahim. You will not be disappointed. Instrumentals, yeah. fantastic. Nice. For me, um, 
I've been listening to that that Coda and Stat- Static Selector joint to Kill a Sunrise. Yeah, I was oh, okay. Fire. Um, nice. I really like I really like Coda. He's he's uh he's dope. Um, and then I'm I'm like looking at my phone right now. Um, do you remember the group Audio Push? Yes. Oh Bro, yeah. I used to, so, I used to fuck so with them heavy. Price Price dropped a couple solo records, and it's funny because I've actually like I've seen his. I guess I like used to like talk to this dude. Like like mm-hmm. I hit him up and I like congratulate him on his project, and he still hit me back. I was like, okay, real one. Um, so Foes he dropped this. I think was it this year? Yeah, he dropped two projects this year so far. Or no, he dropped Foes this year. Um, that's a project I really like. He's got a joint with um, Boss and Wyclef on there. He's got Vince Staples, Dino, Rideau. So I like that. And then I would say um, Big Mensa, I take. Yeah, you know, I... Um... Of, he, he felt like he, he kind of, he went and experimented. I won't say he fell off. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's sounding hungry. Um, he's sounding real hungry on here. I like uh, a couple of the records on here and yeah, those are the projects other than like listening to shit from all the homies and everything. I would say, uh, those are the three projects I'm really fucking with right now. Yeah. Cause I, um, shit, I hadn't been listening to him for a little while. And then one of the songs that he just dropped kind of like, yeah. kind of caught me and I can't remember what it was, but it was the single, mm-hmm. um, and, the one was Zakari freedom. Say that again. I think it's called Freedom. It's a joint with uh, Zakari from TDE. Yeah, that might. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I can't this? remember, but. Um. This shit. He just did like a video for this. I was like, okay. I did. Oh, it, it wasn't this actually. It, it was something else, but. Um, yeah, he got he got a couple joints though. Like I I fuck with it. I'm glad he's uh. You know, kind of back in that in that bag again. You know what I mean? Oh, it was this shelter, this shelter track. It was mm. the White Clef and Chance track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your that 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 was pretty dope. Um, <clears throat> so we had we had that one from you, and then shit, I already forgot the first two shit. Oh, Price, uh, Foes, and um, and then Coda and, and Static. Right. Mm. I was gonna say that I remember just a random story about Audio Push. I remember being a big fan of them. Um, and I remember going to a Vince Staples concert here in Portland. And I talk about it because I, I, I think that's the only time I've seen him, and it was pretty early on. But I was also still really excited about him. Like, it's, I think Hell Can Wait was out at that point, And maybe, like, uh, that might have been the project that was out for him at that time. But... I remember going. He was the headliner. I was pretty excited about seeing that. I was also excited about seeing Audio Push. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one other West Coast artist, too, that um, that was like a solo act that opened up for them. It was also dope. Mm. But I came away from that concert thinking, yo, the Audio Push set was like by far the best part of the show. I, don't, I haven't seen a Vince Staples concert as of late, but mm-hmm. that one that I went to was pretty whack actually like by him i miss the old vince rapping with earl and and yeah Bozo. yeah 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 now yeah. he's like now he's like trying to get that that bag like he's doing yeah. all 
poppy type shit. Yeah, he he was just getting. He had hard songs. Who's that? Coachella joints. Like he's like a yeah Coachella rapper now. Like what was that? I know bitch could get busy. Like and it's just him trying to. He's getting it back. He's getting. He's getting that money. That sheet music. The number. The episode two. Yeah, he dropped those two singles like he was about to start ramping up on something. What was the project called again? Well, he, it he was like he, a, he started he was doing it for the Vince show. Like he had like a TV, like a YouTube show or something. They, right. So they just announced that he's getting like a Netflix series and that he's got a project coming. Oh. And I feel like he, that's he what this was originally when he was doing those two singles and they were episode one and episode two. Yeah. Right. I feel like he was leading up for like an album and a show or something like had that. The Fire Tiger verse though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. Earl on there randomly. Like yeah, that that was a cool little idea, man. That's what I'm saying. Like. I, I don't want to take away from Vince at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, Vince is right. And, like, I just remember seeing an interview of him talking about it. He's like, no, like, I took less from my label so mm-hmm. that I could, like, bet on myself. So that's why he's making the records that he's doing because he's making money. Like, making money. Like, Shit, right. making money. I guarantee, like, somebody tried to fucking outwrap him, he's going to get busy. So oh, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel what you're doing. And I'm, shit, I'm, I'm even adapting myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here trying to be singing more and shit. Yeah. I'm that now. I'm, I'm a singer now. He did that. <laughs> I'm um... singing on my new album. <laughs> Singing like a motherfucker on me. Yo, like full like 90s R&B singing, like some Brian McKnight. Nah, right nah, I wish like things that I could do with auto-tune, okay? Bad. <laughs> Bad. I feel that. Make singing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Vince Staples is on some of those soundtracks now too. Like he was on the on on the Spider Man soundtrack. The, I think he was on the Queen and Slim. And, and his biggest song right now is the Queen. Well, not biggest, but yeah, he he got some some traction off the Queen and Slim soundtrack for sure. I'm, I'm glad soundtracks are kind of coming back again. Yeah. In like a cool way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, some are better than others, but I like I like that they are, like I like how they are at the moment. I think they they're they're pretty dope. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I guess that's our recently played segment here for the day. Um, I guess we could really quick go over some obligatory of the week type shit. Um, we work for a, a group, a collective of music fanatics, uh, and we all and 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 the production is called obligatory. And basically, what we do here is we, in concert with whoever follows us um review albums on like a schedule basically so earlier this week we announced um sorry that earlier this past week we would announce that hey we're going to be reviewing these three albums this week on monday tuesday thursday or what have you um so this past week it was drake views uh beyonce lemonade and we brought up the echo 2k ep uh pxe or pixie um this week as well i guess we also did godspeed you black emperor um so it's definitely a mix of music um but that's the gist of the idea we put up a google form people click the link they can you know give albums a certain score pick out the best songs and then we use that information and we do a a review for the the album and it's a it's an interactive community experience so um the way that these shook out, our highest rated album out of these was Lemonade at 
That's a pretty Those damn good high. score. I think it deserves a little bit more, maybe 88, 90. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, Trent wasn't that far behind me. The caption that we used, Trent wrote, he killed it. I followed him up with another, with another caption, another small bit of writing that I thought was pretty dope. Dom hit me, said he thought it was really, really good. Pax, I don't know if you got a chance to read it, but it's, it's pretty fire. And, uh, <clears throat> I didn't even know that they used my. Yeah. Yeah. Mine. We, we use yours cause I hadn't written mine yet. Uh, but then after reading yours and I was like, bro, Trent smack that. I had to go in there. I had to, I had to drop something of my own. It's a little bit shorter, but also pretty good. Touches on a lot of the same things that, that you said. Um, so that, that fell to an 86%, which is a pretty high score. I don't know where that lands us in terms of like all time rankings, probably like in the 50s, 60 range or something like that. Um, the Drake one, I feel like we kind of did Drake a little dirty, you know, based on our fan base. They don't be, they don't be messing with Drake like some of us do. Me and you, we were like one of the highest scores. You gave it an eight. I gave it a seven and a half. Man, it shook out to a 63.6%. Not that, man. Now, I'm, bro, views views is not his best work. It's I not. Give it that. It's not. It's I not. It's not that. even in the top tier, but. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my point was going to be. It's better than 90% of other people's shit, though. Like, <laughs> at yeah, least facts. in the pop rap realm, facts. you know, like. Bro, Redemption, that, that yep. song was so fire, yep. bro. Nine, I, I think Nine is such a fucking great track. Yeah. That beat. Yeah. I, I, I do appreciate Nine as well. Yeah. Nine is pretty dope. Wait, let's yeah, look at that track list real quick. Because, again, there are highs and lows on it. But my review of it, basically, because I think I wrote the caption on this one. Uh, and I basically said, there's maybe like three songs in there that I don't really care for that I tend to skip. But the other 17 songs, and yeah, I think it's a little bloated. It's a little too long. You know, 80 minutes for a Drake album. It's not necessarily ideal to me, but whatever. Um, but the other 17 songs are either bops or they're solid, serviceable, or they're, you know, they're like decent songs. And I, I don't really feel like there are a bunch of skips in here. But me, me and Trent kind of fuck with some of the same songs. I think Weston Road Flows is like one of the elite ones on there. Next um, Redemption, I agree. I always really liked. With You, Party Next Door. I feel like I, I've come to enjoy that a lot more recently. Um, mm -hmm. There are parts that I don't like about Faithful, like with the Pimp C edition. I actually kind of wish he just didn't have that on there. But uh, that song, I enjoy some of the singing on there. Uh, Child's Play. Okay, Child's Play is one of those ones for me. Um, too Good with Rihanna, Fire and Desire. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dope. It's got some of those, like, really, really big hits, like One Dance and Controller and, and Hotline Bling, and those have been played to death. But, um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, there were some people throwing threes and twos out of tens in there, and I just didn't quite agree with that. But, you know, that's that's why we have this platform, right? We let people speak their opinions or whatever. So I just um, feel like you can't even rate Drake lower than a seven, if anything. Like, it's just uh, impossible. I feel like there are certain <laughs> things by Drake that I'm like, okay, I didn't really um, like. I would say my least favorite Drake album to date is probably Scorpion. I don't know how y'all mm -hmm. feel about that. I think it has mm -hmm. some great songs, but like as like the album, the whole mm -hmm. thing, 
That's probably my least favorite one. But Michael Jackson shit was real interesting. It was a See, flex. Same, same thing. He I'm was like, flexing like a motherfucker like, with that. He's flex. Said, Bitch, let me get yeah. the Michael vocals, <laughs> bro. Did the did the Michael vocals come in for y'all? Huh? See, that's the thing, I though. I kind of <laughs> like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that I don't, song a, I don't appreciate Drake just like digging up people's legacies and using them on track so much. But you know, it's it's a flex, right? You're Drake. You can get a fucking a Michael flex. Jackson feature. I, I'll say just the flex alone was crazy. It was yeah, pretty like, hard. Like, no, it was pretty hard. The record didn't yeah. really kind of. Yeah. But I, didn't really like, I don't go back and listen to that one. You're right. But I agree with you that um, you know, I don't. Some people just are really turned off by Drake music in general and they yeah. they they show their true colors when it comes time to review the boy. So um you know it is what it is. I don't think he cares very much. I think he's just going to keep collecting bags and and dropping number 1 singles and whatnot. There's nothing I can do about it. So <clears throat> yeah, those are the two projects I wanted to really highlight. I mean, we did talk about Echo 2K, got a 75. I thought y'all are kind of overrating this a lot, but whatever. To each their own. It's five songs. It's like four and a half songs. I didn't really get that. Godspeed. The only Echo 2K project I've listened to and not turned off like hold up midway through. Hold up, E. I don't like it. Bro, I don't like that. E is so good, and it's like way I more I like don't fuck with him. And it's like way more plays to like alternative R and B, and I think man that no that's got cuts on it. I personally really enjoy E. That was kind of a late bloomer for me. Yeah, the first time I heard it, I wasn't really all that psyched about it. But over time, I appreciate it. This pixie stuff, maybe it'll grow on me too. But it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm interested in the next thing that he he does. Full length project, put a whole idea out there. But yeah, Godspeed you, Black Emperor. It's cool to listen to. I'm not the biggest post rock guy in the world, so you know I didn't have a ton of opinions on it. But it was nice to hear. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and beyond that, well, what we're gonna review here coming up, we got Brockhampton. We got that spirit of the beehive shit that I've like only half listened to. I fuck with. Uh, Death Grips. Ex Military is gonna be our. I don't our, fuck with. I don't fuck with that either. But I don't fuck with Death Grips. But that's gonna be our throwback post for the week, and um, yeah, yeah. I look forward to um. I mean, this year's just been a little dry. I I, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to some posts that are gonna smack. I miss when we were doing like the week of uh of uh playboy cardi whole lot of red like that was one of those <laughs> albums people were like it's new but people are like rabid to like talk about it and share their opinion and shit so hopefully we got some more of that coming in the second half of 2021 but man we've been on here for a minute so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up with y'all uh if you don't follow obligatory and you listen to our podcast what's up bro all right y'all gonna have to see me um out in the parking lot somewhere about that y'all gonna have to see me too yeah that's right um so we had Matt Randall on the show. Uh, shout out to Young Shirty. Uh, we'll we'll bring him on another time. You know, maybe we'll have to do a late night pod for him. You know, because that seems to be his vibe. Yeah, it's gonna have to be after two a.m. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> bet. 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 I'll bring the dog water. Um. All right. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate the the interview, man. It's been fantastic. Uh, why are you like this? Out now, all platforms. You can listen to it on Spotify. It's on the new Music Monday by Deb Demolino Spotify playlist, so you can get a couple. Uh, you know, you can get a taste of it there. But I recommend just run, running the whole thing. I thought it sounded best, you know, sitting back, smoking on something, watching the Blazer game. Okay, 
I I really enjoyed it watching the Blazer game and and listening to it at the same time. Um, yeah. So we were drunk the whole time we did it. So I feel you. I feel <laughs> you. Maybe so. some drugs are involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashtag Waylit out now. Matt Randall, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Um, we gonna drop this on Monday, so you'll uh you'll see it then. And until then, bro, good luck with your your future endeavors, man. The 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 podcast coming up. Yo, I saw What's you kind of coming in and What's out, up, bro. This is my son Knox right here. What's up, Knox? Welcome to the New Music Monday podcast, buddy. I'm Dev, and we got Trent in here as well. We gonna go outside now. What's up, bro? It is time to go outside. <laughs> yeah, it is too yeah, too nice play. outside. I know. He's like, I'm bro, good. he's like, can we go play, Dad? I know you're doing your thing. <laughs> but can we go play? I got you. I know. Two hours is a long time to just be sitting, listening to Dad talking to somebody else. Like, I, trust me, I know that feeling for sure. All right, all right. Thank you, Knox. Thank you, Matt. Right. Very good to very good to meet both of y'all. And uh, yeah, happy happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. You too, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, peace. All right, Stay uh, up. Peace. Enjoy peace, the sun. Yeah, yeah. You too. Yeah. Huh? <laughs>